I have to not look people in the eye when I do the intro. Okay, don't look me in the eye. I'm fine with that. Okay. Well, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to episode number 90 of Starting the Conversation. I feel really excited that it's number 90. I'm excited. Pretty legit, isn't it? That is. That's a good number. Yeah. Do you feel honoured that you're number 90? I do, yeah. I mean, if it was 92, that would be better for me because I was born in 92 and I'm really like a numbers person. But 90 is fine. I'm happy with that. That's a good, solid number. Thank you very much. And I haven't introduced you yet. I'm the host, Alice Ben. I'm here with this week's co-host, Lucy Hitchcock. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thanks, Alice, for having me. I just spoke over you, sorry. I was just saying, thanks for having me. Love that. I was saying to you before we hit record that I love doing podcasts with podcasters because there's just such niche things that I feel like you don't get until you've done your own episodes that just make recording and editing a breeze. Yeah, like slapping the microphone. (laughs) Yes, or laughing really loud. Talking too close to the microphone. Yeah. Or turning your head. Breathing into it. It's just... It's irritating. But hey-ho, here we are. Good. Should we start with high-low? Yes. You were quite intimidated by the thought of this section before we hit record. Well, you know, high-low of my personal life or my professional life? Well, that's the thing. <laughs> Which Lucy Hitchcock have we got on the podcast today? You've got all of me. I love um, it. We yeah, like to start with our lows. the lines. Okay, the lows of this week. We just need one. Well, you've got me on a bad <laughs> week, honey, so... Where to start? Where to start? Okay, do you know what? Actually, I'm going to start this by saying I'm actually really not a negative person at all. And even if, like, bad things happen to me, I mean, I literally just told you all the terrible things that have happened to me this week. Actually, mm-hmm. like, I'm still laughing about it because it's actually quite funny. But obviously, like, some weeks are really terrible when I sit in my mm. house, makeupless, like, <laughs> what am I doing with my life? But this week is not one of those. The low of my week has been... I haven't had any lows professionally, I don't think, but I did butt dial my (laughs) ex-boyfriend. So take from that what you will. That was the low of my week. (laughs) Did anything come from that? Did you say anything whilst you were butt dialing him? I may or may not have been talking about how funny it would be if I went on Love Island. (laughs) I love that. I love that. But like in a satirical way, like because I was saying if I went on Love Island, I would go in like fully clothed, head to toe, like... Mm-hmm. No, I should not show you my body. More in like, a, I actually think on Love Island it'd be really cool if they had some like, I, I don't watch it so I can't possibly comment, but I'm sure these girls have interesting stories to tell and like causes that they like. Yeah. But I would actually really love to see inspiring role models on TV. Mm-hmm. Life is not always about love. Like there's so much more to life than whether someone's treating you well or badly. I don't know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I would just love to see more role models on TV. Mm-hmm. There was someone a few years ago on Love Island when I watched it before, Camilla. Yeah. And she was cool. Yeah. Because she like, not that there's anything wrong with showing your body, but she wouldn't wear a bikini in any of the games or when she wasn't in the pool. And she like, she also had like a really, yeah, she also had like such an interesting job. Yeah. And she still does all of it, even though she's now a quote unquote influencer. Yeah. She's used that influence to just amplify what she was already doing. Exactly. I work with a lot of influencers, but I love seeing when there's just, there's something extra going on. It's not just about, mm. I don't know, selling a top or whatever. There's there's always something extra going on or someone's, I don't know, starting their own business or yeah. something cool like that. I'd like to go on Love Island and just have a few weeks off. <laughs> so I mean? Can I just sit in the corner, please? That yeah, like, great. I'd like the sun. I'd like the free food. Wouldn't mind a few more Instagram followers. They're not relevant to my business, but hey-ho, numbers are fun. And I guess that will be it for me. <laughs> anyway, my love of the week. Been behind the scenes a tough week, still as a tough week, just in terms of personal life. And I think my low at the moment isn't, you know, ignoring that situation. It's more just as a result of it. I can't sleep. 
this week. really annoying me. Yeah. I have not slept this week. Can't sleep. Well, to clarify, I hate when people are like, I've not slept all week. Like, hun, you have slept because otherwise you'd be dead. Can't get to sleep. Yes, and I'm just waking up all the time. My brain is just... Oh, I wonder why that is. Normally drive. I blame it on the moon, but we had a full moon last week. Normally I would blame the moon, but I don't know. I feel like maybe it's just the second week of Jan. Yeah. Can you believe it's Weather? only the second week back? I know, but you say only. It's mid-January. What the hell? No, but like, I, so I got back to work last Monday, the 6th, and yesterday, which was the Wednesday, I was like, oh, it's only been a week and a bit. It feels like it's been about two months. It does. I feel like I've worked enough for about Do you know what I think, months. though? When you work for yourself, it's, I mean, when you go back to work and you work for someone else, mm. you sit at your desk like, oh, it's only the second week of Jan. But when you work for yourself, like, I don't know about you, but I was just so excited to get back into everything. I had so much to do, like, so much I want to plan for this mm. year. And I've actually managed to get a lot done. So I think that's maybe why it feels like it's been a long time. Yeah. Like, time passing for me is a sad thing rather than a... I know. Oh, things are going so slow. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this... I've already... Two weeks of this year. It's already gone. Yeah, well, where did last year go? True. Nah, no, I was ready to say goodbye <laughs> to last year. It was a great year, but it was so full. Like, I quite like a new year because it kind of feels yeah, like a clean slate. It feels fresh. Mm. 2020, it's a nice number. Exactly. What's the high of your week, of your day? The high of my week. Do you know what? I'm actually going to say today, because this is the first podcast recording. Yeah. Well, we're doing four, so we're podcast swapping. I've mm-hmm. got three to record, one of which is you, two other people. Fantastic. Um, and I always, th- I like podcast days because I don't have to look at my emails. And I feel like today, podcasting days are just days for me where I can just talk to people because mm-hmm. I just love talking. How mental that this is work. I know. I was with my friends last night. And when I left this morning, they were all off to uni. And they're like, what are you doing today? I was like, oh, I'm recording a podcast. And then I've got some meetings this afternoon. And they're like, your job sounds so odd. And I'm like, yeah. Because you don't often realise, because we're surrounded by I people know. where their job is this too. I, I forget, A, what a privilege it is, and B, how I cool really, it is. I do think we forget how much of a privilege it is, because I, well, what's happening with my friends this morning about plans this weekend? I was like, oh, I'm actually going to take the day off on Friday, because it's my little brother's birthday. I'm going to head down to Bournemouth, and then I've got baby shower on Saturday. So I was like, I'm just going to take it off. And then my friends were like, oh, well, obviously I'm coming, I'll be going down after work. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forget people have real jobs. (laughs) And you can't just, you know, as much as even when I look at my next few weeks, they're so dictated by being full with kind of client calls and other stuff going on. But it doesn't feel like work. You're still ultimately in control. Yeah. It doesn't feel like work. Mm. And that's the most exciting thing. I always say to Becky, I'm like, this is the... Becky works with me. Um, She's actually a placement student. But I'm like, this is, by the way, just so you know, this is not like a real job. (laughs) I'm like, when you actually go, oh, I mean, come back to me after uni, Becky, but when you go and work in an office with like fluorescent lights, you have to sit there from nine to five. Mm. That is like a totally different thing from me and Becky going to sit in a coffee shop all day. I mean, doesn't get much better than that, does it? Yeah, but I think in a way, because it's so many elements that are so great and you love doing it, I'm so much more willing to work hard and put the hours in. Yeah. Like the hours to me are way more than they would be if I were to work a more traditional job but it doesn't feel like a sacrifice. No, it doesn't. Because it's so worth it. And also I quite often find myself on the weekend, if I have a spare hour or two, I'm like, oh, I do a bit of work today. Mm. Quite. A little summon summon. Yeah. I like that. Only if I'm in the right mood. If I'm not busy, like at the weekend, I just thought, you know what, fuck this. I'm gonna read some on my website. So that's what I did. Wow. It's not finished yet. I did not do that at the weekend, but. I just felt really enthused. I was actually really hungover when I did it as well. I was like, yes. <laughs> to be fair, I do some of my best planning when I'm tipsy. 
Like, I don't intentionally drink to then do planning, but I'll be kind of with friends. <laughs> that would or be worrying. Out for drinks. Monday morning. <laughs> Can you imagine? Alice is cracking open a bottle of vodka. <laughs> Uh, no, not quite that. But you know how you just never switch off and your brain's always thinking about work. Yeah. Sometimes it's when I'm tipsy or just kind of having a good time and being a little bit loose that then I'll be like, brainwave. I've yeah. got it. It makes yeah. sense. And often it then needs a bit of refining. I never get the details there. I write some but of my know. best captions when I'm drunk at 3am. Well, there you go. You sat there with those judgy eyes that I was telling you I have ideas when I'm drunk and you're in the same boat. Yeah, I am. I 100% agree. I'm trying to think what my high of the week has been my high of the week has probably been the six week thing starting yeah because we did our first video live on monday and seeing everyone kind of connect and chat this week has just been the best thing i just feel like because it was launched before christmas it feels like a long time coming it's only been kind of a month in the making but it feels like i've been talking about it for ages yeah but you've probably been planning it as well so yeah well as we'll get to in this scenes. episode it was not a long planning process oh, okay fine well, it was like a week from it. idea to launch but you know but yeah it's been a good kind of six to eight weeks since launch so it's nice now to actually see it happen and to see even just hopefully an element of it working yeah. I don't know till I get to the end if it does work but I've got faith I've got faith I actually think one of the highs of my week just generally speaking is when you I don't know about you but mm. I, I don't really ever see anything as a success that I do and one of my friends said to me this week that I was a remarkable woman and I was like don't know about that but you get these messages through on Instagram from people Mm -hmm. being like I'm listening to your podcast or I like this account because I can learn something from it that's for me like the highlight of anything that I do is people being like can I leave you a review or can I give you some feedback or anything like that Mm. nothing to do with me personally like getting a new client that's that's great and everything but I don't see that as a success until it's actually worked yeah does that make sense yes yeah people just being kind I think is the most underestimated thing you can do. Yeah, I to totally thank agree. Who create content because it's sometimes it's so exhausting and you just feel like no one's listening and no one really cares that much. And definitely, even for my podcast, like the first six to eight months, there was nothing like no reviews, no messages, oh God, especially podcasting, no response. Honestly. And I've definitely noticed like the last couple of weeks, people just seem on it with sending messages just out of the blue to be kind and just saying, hey, just want to let you know I really appreciate this. Yeah. And I think I appreciate that because it makes me think, crap, how much do I consume where I don't necessarily tell the person? I really loved that. Thank you for that. Yeah. You just consume. Yeah. And I also realized this week that I say consume weirdly. So I said it on Instagram. Yeah. So I say consume with a shh. And apparently it's not that. It's I then spoke to my family about it and did a poll on Instagram because apparently that's what I do. And apparently most people say consume, but then my family say consume. I say consume. Is that right? Say again? Consume. Consume. Yeah. What did you say people say? I say consume with a sh. Which I get isn't right. It sounds right to me. Consume. Yeah, like that. That sounds right to me. See? Either or. I apparently say theatre really weirdly. (laughs) What was that word? Theatre. Theatre. But I can't hear what's the difference between what I'm saying and what you're saying. Theatre. 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 Theatre is what you're saying. Can I'm you hear going the to the theatre. <laughs> okay, we're moving on from that point. You're a weirdo. <laughs> this week's conversation starts at very fitting for your podcast name. Yeah. And I just feel like our experience of each other in general when we've worked together. Why, quote unquote, making it up as you go along is a viable business plan. Yeah. So I feel like this shows up differently for both of us. 
But I think my kind of heart behind starting this conversation on the podcast is because I often notice there's this weird conversation going around in business of in order to be successful, you need to have everything planned out to a T. You've got to have a business plan. You've got to know what you're launching in Q4 of 2020. You need to have your content mapped out. You need to know what email you're sending in December. And in my experience, there's a middle ground between that and I guess the opposite, which is no plan and nothing. And I have found that my business and my content is most successful when it sits in that middle ground of being quite spontaneous and things being made up as they go along. Do you know what I find interesting about this is that I think that, I I mean, I never plan anything. So let's just put that out there. I never planned what I was doing from the start. I just went with it. Was your business a bit of an accident too? Yes. Similar story. Um, So I left... I was working at a corporate comms agency, which was like the most horrific thing in the world. Um, just hated working at agencies. And then my friend who was doing fitness blogging said she'd met a lady called Madeline Shaw, who's like a food, fitness, yoga, Instagrammer, and now a mum doing various other bits and bobs. And she needed someone to help keep updating her website and social media and stay on top of like events and everything like that. So I thought, Do you know, what? I'm just going to leave because I hate it so much. We'll take a pay cut. I was living at home at the time, jump ship to work for her two days a week freelance but through my business so I set up as a limited company from the very beginning because that's just what I was advised to do I Um, respect that because I'm just transitioning mm. and it is a bull ache so I kind of wish I'd done it from the start yeah I never I never was sole trade I don't know why someone just said it was better for tax oh it's more tax efficient. It is more tax efficient. Anyway, that's another topic for another day. Back to the story. <laughs> yeah, so I was doing that two days a week. And then the other days of the week, I was just building up the rest of my client base. I'm just doing a quoted commas here with my fingers. And yeah, then eventually I was working for her four days a week. And then I had too many clients on one day of the week that I had to cut it down. And then eventually I was like, Do you know what, it's time to jump ship. And that was maybe a year and a half after I'd started working with her. So yeah, it was quite an accident and I kind of just rolled with it because my parents were like, you're young, you're 23, just go with it, see what happens. It's not the be all and end all. And also Mm. it's a good name and experience to have. So even if you do, I mean, what's the worst that can happen? Even now I think, what's the worst that can happen? I'll just close down my business and go and get a real job. Like whatever, it's fine. Yeah. And that's that's me winging it. (laughs) Yeah. But no, I think it's an important conversation because there is a, maybe if we start with kind of social media and content, because your business is yes. doing that for clients, right? Um, yes. So I run a company called Sassy Digital. Mm-hmm. We started doing social media marketing, literally just running social media for clients who didn't have the time or knowledge to to even think about doing it themselves yeah. and didn't want to either. So that's what we started doing. And then now a vast majority of the business comes from building websites and branding. So that's like the core of the business now is doing Mm -hmm. Shopify websites and then linking everything to that. So social media, newsletters, all of that sort of stuff. And I like to think I've got a little bit of a name for the business doing Shopify websites now because I quite enjoy doing it. Love that. But that wasn't the plan. Mm. I, I don't even know what the plan was, but that's just the way that it ended up going. So in terms of the social media, we were literally just talking about this and you were saying that you say to your clients, do what I say, not what I do. Yeah, because I think we both are very much like I feel inspired on the day by something someone's asked me and I'm like I'm going to post that on social media I don't need a plan because Mm -hmm. that's what I'm going to post today Mm -hmm. and I only like to do that when I'm feeling inspired I've never ever scheduled a social media post ever never scheduled an Instagram the furthest I've ever gone in planning my Instagram is that I know that every other Wednesday I'm going to post a video 
and I know about a week in advance what that video is going to be and that's it and I think I don't say like I say like say what I do not what I say I think as people that work in digital marketing and who I would say without cringing are somewhat experts in that space yeah. we can afford to be that reactive with things because almost we don't need to get ahead of ourselves because as soon as we've got the idea or we know what we want to say we can kind of trust that that's going to be the right thing yeah so in terms of content for me whilst my content is so so strategic and me saying I make it up as I go along is kind of doing myself a disservice because there's always a plan behind it I always know kind of what I need it to achieve and what it's working towards but yeah. how I do that in terms of the topic in terms of the way I'm phrasing it is 100% in the moment reactive. And you don't need to think about it before because you know that what you're doing is right. And actually, I think that's quite a difficult thing to explain to people who are not, that the marketing side of things doesn't come to them naturally. Mm. Because when you run a business, you're wearing so many different hats. Digital marketing is just another one of those hats. It's a very essential hat. Yeah. You know, it's like doing your accounts. I'm not going to pretend that I'm good with numbers. The only numbers I like are the ones that are coming into my bank account. Anything mm -hmm. going out, I'm not interested. Someone else look at it. Please, I can't do my bookkeeping yeah. or my accountancy. That's it. I'm done. Someone else do it. I'm going to focus on things that I'm good at. Mm. And those things are my day-to-day -day business and the marketing myself. Yeah. And it is that that kind of it's hard to explain because, you know, even if, if right now, when I thought about this topic for the podcast, which I literally thought about when I was WhatsApping you yesterday, I almost forget that there's a whole process that we don't go through in coming up with what am I going to talk about or how I'm going to share it because it's so natural to us and because that expertise and understanding is already there. I would say this for both of us, kind of as soon as you come up with, say, a topic or how you're going to share something, you just trust, yeah, of course that's in the right direction and of course that's on brand and of course that works towards what I'm doing. Yeah. Which I guess is where this conversation always is gonna come back to the thing of like, you've gotta do what's right for you. So if for other people planning stuff out to a T is what they need to make it effective then great. But I think I would argue with social media nine times out of 10, the stuff that I engage with the most is the stuff that feels reactive and in the moment and feels like a conversation rather than a, I planned this a month ago because it fit into one of my content pillars yeah. and I knew that I needed to talk about it. Yeah. No, I agree. And I also think that for me, most of my content comes from what people have asked me. So if someone asks me, what are the best apps for Shopify and what should I be using? Mm. I'm like, do you know what? That's a really good idea for a post. I'm going to put that on my Instagram right now. That's it. It's going on. I generate content from what people ask me. And then the people that have asked me the questions are normally following along. And they're like, that's really cool that you took what I said and put it there. Yeah. Because firstly, it's then there for them to see mm. and they can see exactly what I'm talking about, even if I've already answered the question, just because it's always something to refer back to. Um, so I think that's quite nice as well. And that's a good way of actually, and I've never really thought about it like this, but it's actually engaging with your audience. Yeah, because they feel a part of something as well. Yeah. I think people like to feel like it's a back and forth conversation. And by being somewhat reactive, you know, whether that's because you know that once a week you need to talk about your product, but the way you talk about that and the angle that you come from is reactive to what people have asked or what's going on in the business. I think just even adding that element of spontaneity into it yeah. helps people to feel connected. Yeah. Because they feel like, oh yeah, they are actually speaking back and listening and it feels like a conversation they then want to engage with. Yeah. 
it's not possible for everyone to do no. that and I completely understand that especially like for product based businesses people aren't going to ask like do you have a really lovely gold necklace mm-hmm. oh yes now you mention it I do have a really lovely gold necklace here it is mm. I think it's easier for service than to product exactly to be reactive and spontaneous with yeah. the way you create 100%. yeah I do also think it's important though to kind of say that I'm not a planner you're clearly not that much of a planner either but if people like to plan that's okay too Mm. and actually some people enjoy having that structure in their lives but it's one of those things I do also think that just because you have a plan if you've got something in for a certain day firstly doesn't mean you have to post it this whole posting every day thing for example if you miss a day oh my gosh like the world's going to carry on it's not the end of the world people aren't just sitting around going oh so and so hasn't posted today do you know what I mean? they're losing my follow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think people have that kind of panic about digital marketing. They're like, oh, I haven't done anything. The world's not going to end. Mm-hmm. Like people, people's lives are going to go on. But it is okay if you like to plan. But it's also yes. okay if you fall off that plan. Yeah, I think that's it. I think it's giving yourself permission to do it in the way that works for you. For me, this conversation feels important just because I think there's not a lot of noise around the fact that it is possible to do it a different way or at least to find that middle ground. Because I think even within you saying, you know, we're not naturally planners, I would caveat that by saying, when you're saying planning there, you're talking about the kind of minute detail of what we're gonna do when, what we're gonna launch next year, what's gonna happen in our five-year plan. We're not planners in that way, but I know for myself and I can bet for you, we are super crystal clear on the kind of big picture of what we're building towards. So I have a plan in terms of, I want my business to feel this way by the end of the year and to have this impact and to meet these things that I want it to meet. But for me, the reactivity and the spontaneity comes down to how I do that. Yeah. So I think it's the like, it's not that we're completely as much as winging it. Yeah, clueless. It's what we're doing. Yeah, we're not running around like headless chickens and somehow still building successful businesses. (laughs) Like I think we have to (laughs) show people that actually there is a a ton of planning in place. I'm a responsible adult. Yeah, but it's planning. I don't know if this is true for you, but for me, I'm super planned in how things are going to feel and the more qualitative stuff. So like the impact that I want to have, the values that I want to communicate, the people I want to work with. But for me, how that manifests, you know, like what launches I have, what content I'm creating. I think that for me is the bit that I'm like, that needs to be spontaneous to be at its best for me. I think I'm one of those people that I know that subconsciously, so I don't, I don't think about it. Does that make sense? What's that? So the way that my business feels, the language mm-hmm. that I use yeah, to it's talk just to people, to you, right? the type of clients that I want to attract, that is just, thankfully, that kind of comes from the visuals and the, the, the type of clients I want to attract. So I'm posting on social media. All the work that I do, mm. thankfully, it attracts the right people. But I guess that's like that was five years in the making. So yeah, and that's still all coming from you. Exactly, being really clear on that intention. Exactly, but from the beginning, I've always been very clear on the fact. And maybe maybe this is why it's subconscious because I've been doing this for five years. From the start, I was very clear on the fact that I wanted to help everyone. I don't care, you know, how big your business is, how small it is, what your issue is. I want to help everyone, even if people don't have a budget. So that's fine, and I will take calls from people who go. Actually, I don't know if I can afford for you to do the website, but I just wanted to ask you some questions. And I'm like, that's fine. Let's have a chat because I want to make people feel like someone is there to back them and support them. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that I wake up every morning and think I need to help people today. Yeah, I just already. Yeah, it's just already there. It's natural within you, and you've got natural kind of boundaries and borders to how that manifests. Yeah, it's probably just not a conscious thing. Yeah. 
And I'm interested by kind of this conversation, the topic of winging it in the context of how our businesses have grown. Because for both of us, the businesses that we started with, I say started with it tentatively because I don't think either of us started them like, yep, this is a business. Like, this is my business. Here's the plan. Yeah. But the businesses that we began with are so, so different to the businesses that we've got now. They are. I actually feel like now I'm running a proper business. Whereas when I first started, I was always a limited company. So I, actually, I was started Lucy Hitchcock Limited. Then I changed to Sassy Digital Limited. I quite like Lucy Hitchcock Limited. I quite like her. I might start a different one. <laughs> I'm just going to go for Alice Benham Limited, I think. Yeah. AB Limited just feels pretty great. Yeah, it does. I'm going to get t-shirts. <laughs> We're getting jackets, guys. <laughs> Emily actually said when we go limited, she's going to get a t-shirt. <laughs> she said that. she's going to wear it while she edits the podcast. Great. Take yep. a picture of that. I'm excited to see the content that comes from that. Make it happen. When I first started, people were like, oh, you're a freelancer. I was like, actually, bitch, I've got a limited company. So don't even throw that shit my way i may not have a plan but i've got the title limited so i may not have a plan but i am a business <laughs> there's only one of me seen company's house search yeah. my name on it you'll find something. i'm a director of nothing i'm the I only direct director it. of lucy hitchcock limited so <laughs> look it up mm -hmm. but you started with something that is completely different to where you are now yeah and it wasn't that you started with a crystal clear idea of the business that you've got right now yeah but it would be true to say that the business that you've got right now you love and yes. it's completely in line with what you want yes the journey to that I'm sure was through a whole lot of winging it trying stuff out and not forcing yourself into a plan but kind of just letting it happen yeah and do you know what I think is really cool about that journey mm. is there's so much to learn along the way and that's like the most exciting part right is learning from, and I always talk about this, I'm a big learner from mistakes. I love mistakes. And that is like the whole part of winging it. I'm like, I'm gonna try it. I don't have the fear. What's the worst thing that can happen? It's not gonna work. Yeah. I kind of don't get when people don't have that attitude because that's so normal to me. But someone sent me a message even on Instagram this morning saying, how do you deal with imposter syndrome? And I was like, you're gonna really hate me for this, but I don't think I get it. Get it. And actually, I sometimes think it's quite obnoxious that I don't feel like that. Yeah, I feel guilty. And I'm like, I'm that confident person that just walks into a room at an event and is like, hey, what's cracking? And so many other people are nervous and I'm like, ah, oh, and I want to help people like get out of that. But it's, it's one of those things, a lot of people do get imposter syndrome and that's fine. Mm. It's a totally normal feeling. And I do feel guilty sometimes at the obnoxiousness that is myself because I don't, 100% get it yeah maybe our naive confidence in ourselves which we often don't have a lot of evidence for though is what allows us to be so spontaneous yeah. and reactive because it's so like what's the worst that would happen I crazily believe that I could make this happen so why not just try well, I do and also when I have an idea I tell everyone I'm like this is what's happening and they're like, mm. I, well, there's one thing that I'm working towards this year that is going to happen, which I will tell you about later. I told my parents, they were like, oh, that's nice. I was like, yeah, no, it is nice, actually. So watch me do it. Have a round of applause, please. <laughs> Are you the same as me in terms of the second that I get an idea that really lines up with that kind of big picture that I've talked about? I've just got to do it. Yes. Yes. I feel like part of my resistance to planning is that it puts me in a box and actually I then hate that box and I'm not at my best. Mm. So if I feel like I've put myself in a box and in a plan that's too rigid, nothing that comes out of that place is that great. 
because I know that all of my, like all of my best launches, all of my best pieces of content, all of my best ideas have always been the ones where they've just randomly come out. I've never sat down and forced myself to think about it. Maybe I forced myself two weeks ago to try and think about it. So then two weeks later, it suddenly came to me. All the best things seem to come from that place. Yeah, well, what a horrible word, but that's like true entrepreneurialism. Yeah. That's what entrepreneurs are like. Mm. They're very reactive and, I mean, so I'm told. Well, because we don't want other people to tell us what to do. And, and I, we're like yeah, well, so in love with what we're building that we just have to run with well, it. Well, millennial mindset, I don't want people to tell me what to do, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually and not a millennial, so. Are you not? No, I'm too oh. much of a baby. Oh, sweet Thank you. Appreciate that. Patronization. You're not far off. No, I think I'm about a year off. Yeah, well, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I am a millennial and I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> Love that. I, yeah, I don't like people telling me what to do. And I also have this fear, not a fear, but I'm like, I have this idea. If I don't do it now, someone else is going to do it. That's the same as me. And so many people have business ideas and I think of at least one new business idea I'd say a week if not more and I'm like not just for myself but just a business I'm like oh do you know what someone should start a business that does that Mm. should we do it I don't feel passionate enough about it to go and want to do it myself and also I've got various other spinning plates but I do think when someone has that idea and they don't run a business and they're like oh I could do it but this actually like you should already just do it if you can't stop thinking about it you should just do it yeah I have this rule in my head that if something comes into my head three times I have to do it yeah so that can be random things like a random business idea or a piece of content or an email I should send but that even for me comes down to things like you know if I see a homeless person and think three times in my head like oh I should probably go and see if they want anything from that boots next door yeah I'm like ah if it comes up multiple times you should probably just let yourself yeah do it yeah not that I look at homeless people and try and force myself not to help them, but you know what I mean? <laughs> Just an example that it shows up in business and in life. Yeah, no, it does. Do you know what stresses me out is when people tell me about a great idea they've got and something they really want to do, and then they tell me that they're launching it and doing it, like, next year. Okay, first of all, mm. before we go into that, people who say they have a good idea and they go, oh, I wish I could have done that. Oh, I... I really want to do this, but, and I'm like, no, no buts. You can actually do anything you want. In fact, I was sat with one of my best friends last night and she went, she went, oh, there's so many things that I could have done. And I'm like, babes, you're 26. Mm. You've got your whole life ahead of you. You can do a career change. You can do whatever you want to do. Even my mum was like, I really wish that I'd done flower arranging. So I was like, you're actually retired now. You can go and do flower arranging. You can go and take an art class. Could do the window displays at Harvey Nicks, which is what she always wanted to do. If you want to do it, anything you want to do and you put your mind to, you can do it. You just Mm. need to stop talking yourself down. And in fact, actually my mum has taken a flower arranging class and an art class and discovered she is a fantastic artist and her flower arranging skills are on point. What a woman. So mum, if you're listening, get it girl (laughs) love that it's a true point though and of course there's some things that people are launching and wanting to do which actually take you know nine to twelve months of prep but when it's something that to me i'm like you could do that this quarter or you could get moving with that now i think sometimes that message of like you can do anything and everything maybe some might put people off the thing that they want feels so overwhelming right but i think often it's that idea of you can just do one thing today that is going to take you a step closer to that like tomorrow you're not going to be doing the window designs in 
Harvey Nichols. But yes. today you could send an email to a place that might help you learn that, that might get you to be able to do that. Yes. I'll break I it down. And that's the thing with big tasks as well. And actually, you inspired me when we did that talk at... At Chloe's event. At Chloe's event, because you said that you plan things at the beginning of the year, not like plan them, but you have your goals. And I was like, oh, I really need to do that. Mm. Becky gave me a goal planner for Christmas. And I was like, right, okay, take the bloody hint. And I quite like the way that you were saying you break down larger goals into three-month yeah. things, because mm-hmm. then you can actually review where you've, you know, what you have done. Yeah. You might not be at the end of those three months where you wanted to be. Mm. And then you can work going forward yeah. on the next stages and break breaking large tasks down into smaller tasks and then even smaller tasks than that. Yeah. And I've been doing it for the first two weeks of Jan and I'm feeling really... It's good, right? Yeah, I'm feeling very productive. Mm. And I think I like that model of like setting intentions for the year and then letting the kind of quarterly goals just happen. I like that because it feels like it sits in that middle ground between I've got a plan and I know that I'm going to move forward and grow, but I'm allowing myself to be reactive with how that happens. So at the start of the year, I set my three intentions, which are about kind of, you know, at the end of the year, I want the business to feel more this and be more like this and have more impact like this. And then just each quarter, naturally, I just think, well, okay, I can't think about quarter four. I have no clue in quarter four what intention number one is going to look like. Like being more established in Q4, I've got no clue. But right now I can think, okay, well, the right step now to that is, you know, these goals and these things. Yeah. And when I look back at 2019 and even kind of before that, like launching the retreat, launching the six week thing, launching this podcast, none of that was strategically planned out months in advance. It was today I'm going to do this. Yeah, it was. I've had this idea that matches up with that kind of heart of the business. that I think naturally we're quite connected to already. Great. Let's go for it. I love that. And I've never regretted winging it have you i've had some interesting moments (laughs) well yeah that's i feel like winging it is easily described by running before you can walk yes and i would say i've found winging it a challenge when it comes to things that take more of a financial investment and risk oh yeah i find winging it pretty easy if it's a digital thing if it's anything that requires actual like thinking and logistics it's got me in some sticky situations I always think in terms of actually investing your own money into something that you're doing, so say, for example, spending money, getting a designer to professionally design an ebook, for mm-hmm. example, if you're not using Canva, that's obviously an investment. But I always think you have to spend money to make money, even if it's not you're, you're not investing money but you're investing your valuable time that you could be using working on clients yeah it's still money not i still think of that as money even though it's not in my bank account Mm -hmm. yeah i'd agree and then when i've sold something for example like this 2020 content spreadsheet that i've got um i thought about the amount of time that that i'd spent making the spreadsheet but actually it's something that i use with clients because you know with clients you do actually have to plan stuff especially when you're not in that industry you know it's important to see what kind of things are coming up for Mm. the business and in the industry to be able to recognize where you can look like you're being reactive when actually you already have some kind of idea of what's coming up there's an intention behind it right exactly so just going back to spending time on this the spreadsheet thing is something that we'd actually developed I've developed over five years and it's like it was already there but when I think about the amount of time that I've actually spent on it maybe it was a little bit more than I've actually made but it's now there 
for the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's not always seeing investments as right now, is it worth it to kind of invest this money or do this thing? But long term, is it? Someone that I have as a mentor once said to me, you've, well, I've already said it. She said, you've got to spend money to make money. And I didn't really have that mindset at the beginning. Mm. And she is a very successful entrepreneur in her own right. And as soon as she said that to me, I was like, well, she said it, so it must be true. And I've just rolled with it. And I agree. I love spending money. Did you see what meme I put on Instagram last night? No, I can't see what anyone's putting on Instagram. And I'm loving it. I put a meme that says, me shopping, do I need this? No. But do I not need this? Also no. (laughs) Fair enough. I like that. (laughs) This conversation starts has really taken like a lot Sorry. of we're not turns, talking about business anymore. It. Now I'm talking about personal shopping. I'm addicted to buying clothes. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. But I feel like we can conclude this segment by I guess just making the point that you do you. We're not saying that our approach of winging it and Agreed. kind of being reactive is the way to do it. But I hope that by sharing that it works for us, it maybe opens up the conversation for people to just figure out a way that works for them. And also, if you do feel like you're winging it there's so many people in the same boat and I do think people sometimes have this feeling of like I've got no idea what I'm doing mm. that is absolutely fine you don't need to know what you're doing but also doing. that's bullshit <laughs> you do know what you're doing like you exactly. might not know an element of it you might not know you might not 100% trust that you can do it but you're here so you do know what you're doing exactly but so you may have like an end goal and you're like I don't know what I'm doing how the hell am I going to get there mm. but you work it out along the way and yeah. that's the whole part of just it. Yeah, I, I think it's changing the language around it as well. Like I would just would never say, I've got no clue what I'm doing. I would probably more just see it as, I've got this great idea, I'm really excited about it. There's some gaps to fill or there's some mistakes I'm going to need to make to figure about it out. It. But the only way you're going to figure out if it's going to work or not is by trying it. Exactly. And you never have all of your things in a row, whatever it is. Ducks in a row. Ducks in a row. Thank you. Oh, one of my um, favourite sayings. Before being able to take a risk and try something. Yeah. So why not just use what you got now and just figure it out? Yeah, figure it out. That's what Google's for. Love that. <laughs> Final bit, quick five questions. Oh. Feeling ready? Uh, no, but go for it. <laughs> I'm gonna wing so it. So nervous, wing it, yeah, in action. They're actually not that quick fire, they're more just oh, okay. some questions that we'll answer. I'll probably ramble. Love that, no probs. So number one, last week's podcast episode was about failure. Quite in keeping with this episode, really, about how failure is not the end of the story and actually a lot of the time failure is what brings success. Yes. Cliche, but beautiful. Can you share, and I'll share one too, a big mistake or I guess failure that you've experienced in business? I wouldn't say this is a mistake or a failure, but I will say that I think one of the things you have to learn to do is deal with losing clients and Mm -hmm. when you lose clients you feel like a failure and you feel like it's a mistake and what have you done especially for service-based businesses where you have like retainers and ongoing clients and I've had various I've had various things where people have gone actually decided to do it myself and I'm not going to pay you that's happened to me you know I could count the, the many times that that's happened on one hand you get worked up and you're like no you owe me money you should pay me blah 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 You've spent all this time on it. You've spent all your energy on it. How much energy are you actually going to put into trying to get that money back? And the lady who I was talking about who kind of vaguely mentors me, she said that sometimes you just have to suck it up and deal with it. One of the times, actually, though, I did, I wrote a social media plan for 
a reality star for a business that she was launching and she didn't have the time to do the social media and it was like through a friend and I'd written this whole plan spent this time on it looked amazing even if I do say so myself and she was like yeah uh, I've decided to do it myself like I don't really need to pay you to do it and I was like okay well I have written the plan and sent it to you so you have the images and the copy so you're gonna pay and she was like no actually I'm not gonna pay and so I went okay great well you'll be hearing from my solicitor and next thing you know the money was in my account I don't do that with everyone (laughs) but I was trying to make a specific point here and instead of getting worked up about it you know what I went and did I went and bought myself a Victoria Beckham jumper with the money. And I use it as a trophy. And whenever I wear it, I walk down the street. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I am a boss. I am a boss. Don't get worked up about things that happen like that. I just think it's not worth it. It's not worth your Mm -hmm. time. If it's for like 350 quid, sometimes you're better off just calling it a day. If it's like, I mean, if it's more than that, I would probably go after it. I'm not going to lie. But those sorts of failures, I think just you have to learn to like deal with these things calm and collectively and coolly I'm never I'm not argumentative I'm never horrible to people Mm -hmm. I'm just a straight line and this is how it's going to go you know I've done something for you yeah you give me the money I like Um, that it's a good one and also at the end of those things always send a bunch of flowers because you never know when it's going to come back to you relationships are everything business is relationships yes be a good human being I would say mine is a mistake but it's a mistake that I see as positive because it got me to where I am now. And that's that. The six-week thing actually was roughly an idea in my head in kind of the probably like Q2 of last year. And in my head, it was going to be an online course, but kind of through video. Okay. So almost at the moment, the way that it's live videos every week, it was going to be that, but the videos would just be pre-recorded and interesting yeah and it was so that it can roll over just whenever anyone wants to start yeah people could watch it whenever okay it would probably still have kind of you know a seasonality to it of when it launches and people doing it at the same time but it was going to be evergreen and kind of consistent content and it was in line with launching the shop so I thought great let's get it on the shop and it was two weeks before the first retreat so like easily the craziest two weeks that's when I hired Emily we were bringing the shop together and it was the first retreat so just you know just a few things going on and I booked in a full day of videography to get all of this content filmed a week before the retreat and I I knew when I booked it in this is a stupid idea I was like you know and you kind of tell yourself so many times I can do it I can do it everyone's telling me I can't but almost that fires you up yeah I think I just thought this timeline is ridiculous but okay (laughs) yeah it's just Alice doing it again and I think I kind of see that as a marker of when I'm doing something right now like are people telling me to slow I'm like cool that's when I know I'm at the right pace but this time it was just too much and I got to this recording date and kind of I wasn't in it like I I didn't really love the idea that much I hadn't really prepped enough forgot my laptop I was just completely unhappy with like the way it looked and the way it sounded and we got halfway through a full day of filming and I just called it and was like I'm, I'm not done. happy with this. We can't do this. I'm done. There's something about this I don't feel good about. So spent about, yeah, two grand on it. Expensive And then never mistake. did it. Expensive mistake. Yeah, and expensive at that, like, that was an expensive time for the business as well because it was the first retreat, which didn't make a profit. But I look back and just think, Fez, I think I kind of needed to force myself to try the idea to realise, exactly. crap, that model is never going to feel right for me. Mm. And I think I knew that already. So I'm kind of glad that I, I went through that, but... I think about that money often. I miss oh. it. Next question. Don't don't dwell on it. Don't think how oh, no, many I don't. handbags you could have bought. Just mm-hmm. don't. Not really. <laughs> Not really a handbag buyer myself. Oh my god, I am. 
that's yeah. what I think about with money. She I'm like, I'm like, do I buy this or that money that I spent on this? I could have bought a designer handbag. With. I think about that when I look at my tax bank account. I'm like, ah. don't oh, pay my tax bill this week. Boom, that's a positive. Go on. Sorry, just had to. I've done my tax return. I just need to send them the money. I've got the money. I that just need that to is do the it. high and the low of my week. Fair enough. High doing it, low losing the money. Okay, next quick fire question. I thought you can answer this just because I, as I've we've discovered, don't do any kind of batch content or scheduling but okay. I get asked it all the time what's like one of your favorite hacks or systems for scheduling or batch creating social media content okay it's not really a hack but if you're into this mm-hmm. uh, I put everything I'm I have so many photos on my phone I can't deal with scrolling back and trying to work out when I created a graphic for x y and z because yeah. I tend to I tend to make graphics kind of once a week and just boom not this week that's I haven't done it this year actually so that's a lie but Whenever I do do it, I kind of make them, I make seven and a go, for example. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm feeling inspired by something. And then I'll put them in Unum, which is like an Insta planner. Okay. Because I do a tip. And like then a Planoly. Pick. I use Planoly. Yeah. Where well, you I can mean, like loads. see the grid like and play later, around with it. Mosaico, get the grid, play around with it. Mm-hmm. And they have a desktop version now, which is great because, I mean, who wants to write captions on their phone? Like repetitive thumb strain injury. Mm-hmm. So I like to use that because I just think it. if you're into like aesthetics, I actually don't think aesthetics really matter that much anymore because let's be honest, who looks at a feed? Not that many people. But often we care, don't we? But we care. Yeah. But I just want to do every other picture. But sometimes I just, I find pictures and I need to airdrop them and then put them in there mm-hmm. just so that I know that they're all somewhere that I can just press mm-hmm. post to. Love that. Yeah. I'll put that linked in the show notes so you yes. can find it also whilst you're saying that I think I do have a tip for batch creating content Ooh. which is wear all of the same outfits so that no one ever questions the fact that you take two months worth of photos in one day because all of my photos are kind of batch made and people don't we've question we've got it. a Mark Zuckerberg here <laughs> because I wear like I've got like four of this jumper and like it's it's all it's all consistent so no one goes She's obviously had a content day. They just think, there's Alice in her black and grey. That is true. It's genius, man. It's very on brand. Thank you very much. Some people, when I meet them, think that the brand is curated. Like, that that's not me. And I'm like, no. no. I've never liked colour. All my clothes are black. Grey sometimes. Got a pop of grey here. You do. I'm actually wearing grey today. There we go. Funnily enough, not wearing pink. I appreciate that. Not my own brand. Okay, final quick fire question. You're only allowed one social media platform for business to sustain your business and you're only allowed one for personal consumption what are they instagram for both that's where like 99 percent of my business comes from okay so that's business do you enjoy it personally too would that be your chosen platform okay so r- secret i have a private personal account everyone's talking about how social media is going private this year i don't like to share i i wanted somewhere that I could post just stupid things that only my friends can see. My friends don't like looking at my Lucy Hitchcock underscore account because yeah, most of my friends have muted me. <laughs> I'm like, please, unfo-. my brothers unfollowed me. I was like, yeah, please do unfollow me. If my friends were doing that, no offense, I wouldn't want to watch it. Yeah, it's about business. It's not about like yeah, it's not for them. What's happening? What's happening to me every day? And I, I want to post pictures of me with like my friends' kids. I don't want them. I, I don't know. I don't think everyone needs to see that. Mm. And I want it to be like a place where I can look and be like, I had a really lovely time with my best friend and her baby in LA. I want to look at it and go, that's a like that's not an amazing picture of me, but I 
I want to post it because that yeah. was a really special memory to me. So I'm going to say Instagram for the moment just because I've got this little uh, space that I'm quite I enjoying. Like that. I have a secret personal account too. Do you? Yeah, but no one follows it. It's like a photo album kind of place. Oh, love. Because it just has such odd random photos on it. Can um, I just say, I'm actually such a good stalker so that if anyone tells me they ever have a personal secret account, I will go and find it. You will find it. Well, mine's private, so best of luck seeing anything on it. Business, I'd have to pick Instagram. I could do Instagram stories alone and get rid of my grid. That's fine. I would just do Instagram stories. Mm. Personal, Twitter. Oh, everybody love Twitter these yeah, days. Yeah, it's just like I feel kind of up to date with the world when I'm on Twitter. I think maybe just because for the last week I've not had anyone to follow on Instagram, I currently feel quite unattached from the positives. Like I've literally not seen a single negative other than the fact that I'm missing everything going on with my friends' lives of not being, <laughs> not following anyone on Instagram. So right now, I'm good, ma'am. I've just thought actually, that. weirdly, WhatsApp is technically social media. Okay, well, let's not get, that's just detailed isn't it yeah too far I, too far i use whatsapp for business just gonna put that out there people email me i'm like yeah you're not getting a response just whatsapp me hun yeah <laughs> i voice note people back when they email me like if you email me i'll whatsapp voice note back to your email yeah if you email me you're not gonna get a reply for at least 24 to 48 hours just oh mine's longer than that get far away i'd say 48 to... i'm busy hun got whatsapp me it's on my computer i'll give you a one-word answer boom <laughs> just get straight to it i'm with you i'm with you lucy thank you for joining me Thanks for having me. I'm excited to do your podcast now. Yeah. I love it when I'm not having to be conscious of the conversation. Oh, well, let's have fun now because I kind of just am like, what were we talking about again? And I'll look at the list and be like, "Mm, yes, got distracted. Can't wait, can't wait. It's winging it. (laughs) When's our episode for yours coming out? I don't know. We'd have to ask Becky. Because she hasn't got a plan. (laughs) I definitely don't have a plan. I'm assuming it'll be out after next Monday because that's when ours is out. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. It does come out on a Monday. Wait, when? Ne- Monday next week? Yeah, the the soonest Monday to today. Oh, shit. No, it's not going to be then. Well, uh, Monday after. There we go. So I'm just going to say to people. Well, let's spread it out because people will, might get sick of our voices on the same day. I'm sick of our voices, if I'm honest with you. Yeah. And we're only one episode in. Okay. But I'm just saying so people can go <laughs> subscribe to yours and then listen to our episode when it comes out. Yes. Subscribe. The Winging It podcast. Love that. Available on... All good podcasting all apps. All good podcasting apps. And yeah, leave. Do you know what? Leave a review. And actually, please leave a review on Alice's podcast as well, because as we were saying earlier, you've got to appreciate. Yeah. And send the love. I'm going to go and leave some reviews on other people's podcasts. Let's all take this moment to go and leave a review on someone's podcast or Google. Pop them a message. Pop them a message. Say hey. Just want to let you know. Love. Really appreciate what you're putting out. Yeah. Guys, find Lucy Hitchcock at Lucy Lucy Hitchcock underscore underscore. Hilarious, not so hilarious memes. Yep. And Sassy Digital yes. for tips. Tips and tricks. Tips and tricks. Satisfied? Do I need to no, endorse it. you more? No. I quite like you, if that helps. Thanks. Personal endorsement. Yeah. I will give you a personal endorsement for your good personality. <laughs> Thank you very much. Any more endorsement, and I will have to start charging a sponsorship fee. So. Okay, all right, let's just stop it there then. <laughs>